1.1 sensitive teachers will recognize and address any concerns by encouraging parents guardians to take an active role in their children's education, for example by including them in class activities, including them and homework activities, developing parent education workshops or seminars. one teachers take an active role with parents by including them in class activities. Parents guardians can be effective and exciting to speakers, they can assist in the classroom, and they can serve as chaperones or advisors for field trips and extracurricular activities. 9.1 teachers take an active role with parents by including them in class activities. Parents guardians can be effective and exciting to speakers, they can assist in the classroom, and they can serve as chaperones or advisors for field trips and extracurricular activities. 9.1 teachers take an active role with parents by including them in homework activities. Some projects can be developed to involve parents' guardians directly. Interviews for history class and science fair experiments are two examples of projects that often involve parents' guardians as partners. 9.1 teachers take an active role with parents by developing parent education workshops or seminars. For example, teachers can offer programs that help parents guardians with college planning and financial aid. Families and schools can also join together for educational programs on reducing gang violence, teenage drinking and other similar issues. Partnerships help out families establish home environments to support children and students. Examples 1. Offer workshops, videos, courses, family literacy fairs, and other information of programs to help parents cope with parents' situations that they identify as important. 2. Establish family support programs to assist with nutrition, health, and social services. 3. Finally, find ways to Help families share information with the school about a child's cultural background, talents, and needs. Learn from families. 9.1 Building Learning Communities Communication Design Effective Forms for School-to-Home and Home-to-School Communication Examples 1. Make sure communications fit the needs of families, provide transitions, visual support, large print, whatever is needed to make communication effective. 2. Visit families in their territory after gaining their permission. Don't expect family members to come to school until a trusting relationship is established. 3. Balance messages about problems with communications of accomplishments and positive information. 
9.1 Building Learning Communities Volunteering Recruit and Organize Parent Help and Support Examples 1. Do an annual uh, survey to identify family talents, interests, times available, and suggestions for improvements. 2. Establish structure for example, telephone tree, etc., to keep all families informed. Make sure families without telephones are included. Three, if possible, set aside a room for volunteer meetings and projects. Examples 1. Provide assignment schedules, um, homework policies and tips on how to help with schoolwork about doing the work. 2. Get family input into curriculum planning, have idea and activity exchanges. 3. Send home learning packets and enjoyable learning activities, especially over holidays and summers. Thank you. 
1.2 family structure. When communicating with divorced parents guardians, for example, teachers may need to have conferences with or send letters to each parent slash guardian separately. Additional strategies for communicating with diverse families are shown in figure 9.2. Have a clear purpose, use proper grammar, appropriate vocabulary, and a positive and professional but not overly formal tone. Be active, attentive, listeners and observers. Teachers may need to read between the lines in some cases. For example, notes from parents and guardians and then ask questions to move communication forward. Use appropriate nonverbal cues such as eye contact, proximity, nods, and other gestures. Teachers should keep in mind possible cultural differences in communication style, avoid bias and judgment. Enthusiasm is contagious. Figure 9.2 Working with diverse families, single parent families may experience a great deal of stress and isolation and the children from these families are more likely than other children to live in poverty. Figure 9.2 Working with diverse families blended families in which parents have children from former relationships may need time to bond and to resolve issues related to child rearing. Sibling rivalry also may occur. Figure 9.2 Working with diverse families, multi-generational families in which grandparents, great-grandparents, and other relatives care for children may face economic challenges and the energy required to raise children may be daunting for the caregiver. Figure 9.2 Working with Diverse Families Foster Families are by nature temporary and so the bonds may be a bit different from those in other families children in foster families may experience stress because of not knowing exactly what the next steps in their lives may be figure 9.2 working with diverse families homosexual families often face societal discrimination and some teachers may feel uncomfortable interacting with these parents. Legal issues related to topics such as access to school records also may arise. Enhance your interactions with diverse families by using strategies such as the following. 1. Be sure to know the correct last name of every parent regardless of family structure. 2. Avoid language that implies that family refers only to traditional family structure. 3. For recently formed families, up or information of their children's strengths and 
uh, abilities. Four, avoid making requests that pl may place parents in an uncomfortable position related to time or money. Some families cannot afford to contribute materials for classrooms and some parents cannot come to conferences during typical school hours or on, on a specific day. Therefore, options and alternatives should be offered. Remember that projects and activities uh, that presume students are part of the traditional family may not be appropriate. For example, alternatives such as creating a family tree and making Mother's Day gifts may be in order. Six, in some cases, for example, when grandparents or great-grandparents are raising children, you may need to explain school procedures when these caregivers are unfamiliar with them. Perhaps most important, all educators should reflect on their own beliefs about non-traditional families and set aside any assumptions that may have they may have about them. Being positive with students and families and being alert and shopping, uh, stopping teasing of students from these families are important responsibilities that you have. Point two, working with diverse families personal communication. Many methods for communicating with parents' guardians are available. Personal communication can include phone calls, email messages, or personal notes. Some teachers, for example, send introduction letters to each parent during the first week of school. three effective conferences consider parents guardians as partners in their children's education their role in the conference is much greater than simply hearing the teachers evaluation teachers should use their opinions solicit their ideas and engage in collaborative problem-solving three effective conferences schedule conferences with attention to parent guardian needs for example working parents slash guardians may need to meet in the evenings or on the weekends 9.3 note cultural differences and attempt to ensure that all participants are comfortable for example, in some cultures women do not shake hands, anticipate and plan for any necessary accommodations, such as translators. 9.3 Effective Conferences Sit Together Side by Side is Possible Sitting at the teacher's desk with parents' guardians and students' desk suggests power imbalance with the teacher as authority and the parents' guardians as learners. 9.3 Effective conferences have a plan, a framework, or an outline for discussion. To ensure the two-way nature of the communication while still planning in advance, some teachers send home a list of questions for parents and guardians to consider before the conference. 
Others ask parents and guardians to send their own questions to the teacher. The more communication and collaboration, the better. Effective conferences provide examples of student performance and evidence for any conclusions. For example, parents, guardians, and teachers can look through the students' assignments, exam scores, or portfolios. Conferences practice good communication skills. Teachers should speak professionally without excessive formality, using good grammar and appropriate vocabulary. They should also use nonverbal communication to signal agreement or interest in cooperation. 9.3 Plan some sort of follow up. In some cases, teachers schedule another conference to assess the student's progress. Some teachers write a letter to thank the parents guardians for their time and to reiterate key points. 9.3 Encourage the parent guardians to provide feedback about the conference. Teachers can give out a survey, for example, asking general questions about the effectiveness of the meeting and parents' guardians can be encouraged to return the survey anonymously to the school office if they prefer. 9.3 considerations to prevent parent-generated barriers in communication. These include socio-economic, cultural and language and educational barriers as well as defense mechanisms that may be present. Parents may have mechanisms in place and may have difficulty handling negative feedback about their children. 9.3 Considerations to Prevent Teacher-Parent Barriers in Communication Overcoming barriers form a relationship between parents-slash-guardians and teachers is vital to the success of students. You need to have strategies in place to combat these barriers. 9.3 Considerations to Prevent Teacher-Generated Barriers in Communication These include timidity, beliefs about parental involvement and lack of effort. Some teachers find it difficult to speak in front of adults, have strong ideas about parent involvement, struggle with time management and demands of busy schedules. 
size 9.3 parents said productivity overcoming barriers number three did the teachers effectively involve the parents did they overcome possible barriers what could they have done differently overall the teachers appear to truly desire open communication with this parent the entire team was involved in the conference and open dialogue was encouraged the parent was encouraged to share her thoughts and ideas and the team created a positive reinforcement plan to present to the student Figure 9.3 Strategies for Developing Administrative Support Principals have many responsibilities that demand their attention. Here are some strategies to help your principal learn about and develop a commitment to collaboration. Ask your administrator to participate in initial planning for any collaborative initiative in the school, including planning for communicating about the program to colleagues, parents, and students. Discuss with your principal the elements of collaboration you have or wish to include in your program. Decide with your principal what support and resources you can expect for the program. Invite your principal or assistant principal to visit another school with you to observe a particularly good program and foot-sizing collaboration. Share journal articles or on pertinent topics. You might have as a goal to provide at least one article or clipping each month. Alert your administrator to professional development activities related to collaboration. Request permission to attend with a general education teacher and ask your principal or assistant principal to accompany you. Share with your principal handouts about collaboration received at professional conferences. core content teachers as part of the academic community building relationships with other classroom teachers together classroom teachers engage in interdisciplinary climbing and sometimes co-teaching they may share information and resources work together to advocate for program changes or provide personal and professional support teachers who are open to suggestions from others and who are um, flexible and non-judgmental of peers generally maintain more positive collaborative relationships with peers. Building relationships with paraprofessionals. Paraprofessionals, for example, classroom assistants, provide instructional and other support services to students and teachers. They are typically supervised by classroom teachers. Positive relationships appear professional development. Teachers feel secure in their own roles as teachers and supervisors communicate their needs and listen to the needs of paraprofessionals. Recognize the skills of paraprofessionals and the scope of their responsibilities. For example, classroom aides can assist with clerical work, for example, copying handouts, but can also assist or directly with uh, students. Paraprofessionals should not, however, be asked to design instruction or assess students independently. Delegate responsibilities clearly. Model expected behaviors. Place shared materials in easily accessible locations and add notes to communicate with each other. Answer questions. Offer supervision and provide constructive guidance without judgment.
1.4 Building relationships with other school staff Building relationships with other school staff also requires that teachers recognize the roles of the staff members. Successful relationships develop on teachers respect the skills and responsibilities for each staff member, work cooperatively on shared goals, and communicate openly. building relationships with other school staff. Building relationships with other school staff also requires that teachers recognize the roles of the staff members. Successful relationships develop on teachers respect the skills and responsibilities for each staff member, work cooperatively on shared goals, and communicate openly. Core content collaborating with specialists successful recommendations. Identifying the purpose of collaboration. Identifying the purpose of collaboration. Establishing rapport. Developing an action plan to guide interactions that specifies individual shared responsibilities. Communicating successfully. 9.5 Core Content Collaborating with Specialists Identifying the Purpose of the Collaboration What Problem Needs to be Solved or What Program Needs to be Put in Place Participants Need to Affirm the Common Goal and Commit to the Collaborative Nature of the Solution mm. Okay, Identifying the Purpose of the Collaboration Specialists identifying the stakeholders. Specifically, teachers need to identify who will be directly or indirectly affected by the collaboration, such as students, parents, guardians, and other teachers. Stakeholders should share resources and information and should be included in planning and evaluation meetings as appropriate. are most effective when the participants feel comfortable working together, understand each other's style, and share mutual respect. All participants should feel that they have equal status. 9.5 Core Content Collaborating with Specialists Developing an Action Plan to Guide Interactions that Specifies Individual and Shared Responsibilities A good plan is built when participants recognize and respect the professional skills everyone involved uh, and assigns the roles appropriately. Collaboration can involve brainstorming and the evaluation of potential plans with a final plan representing compromise or combination of ideas. An effective plan should also include a schedule for implementation and a method for evaluating the outcomes. 9.5 Core Content Collaborating with Specialists Communicating Successfully 
Active listening and conflict resolution skills, for example, are important for successful communication. Messages should be unambiguous and on point without judgment. Exercise 9.6 Using Community Resources to Enhance Learning Number 1 What are some of the benefits of developing a physics lesson that involves community resources in this way? What might be some disadvantages? The primary benefit is probably student motivation. Uh, this activity capitalizes on the interest that many secondary students have. For example, amusement parks and ties uh, it to the class lessons through real-world applications. Another benefit is the use of resources that simply won't be available in the classroom. And the activity makes them a part of the experiment rather than just the experimenter. Additionally, the students and likely the teacher too learn how technology can be used to prevent uh, to provide relevant science data. Some may later pursue work in applied physics as a result of this exposure to real-world applications of physics data. End of chapter 9, number 1, 3 of the following strategies are recommended for conducting effective parent-teacher conferences. Which strategy is not necessarily recommended? Emphasized that the student's education is ultimately your responsibility rather than that of parents. End of chapter 9, number 2, it is recommended that teachers coordinate their efforts with people in the community at large. Which one of the following examples most clearly illustrates the spirit of recommendation? Mr. Diamond consults with a parole officer about how they might work together to keep several at-risk students in school. Chapter 9, number 3, 3 of the following strategies are recommended when teachers confer with the student's parents about a chronic behavior problem. Which one is not recommended? Point out that the parents are somewhat responsible for the misbehavior. End of chapter 9, number 4, you're a teacher at Oceanside Middle School and one of your students comes to you complaining about a serious headache of the following, which is your most acceptable course of action. Send the student to the school nurse, since teachers are forbidden from administering any form of medication. Collaboration is a challenging endeavor when professionals from within the same organization work together. It can become even more daunting when it involves several agencies. A study by Johnson and his colleagues 20, 2003 examined public and private interagency collaborations and delineated seven factors related to successful collaborations. 
They also offered suggestions for strengthening these factors. Commitment, communication, strong leadership from key decision makers, understanding the culture of collaborating agencies, providing adequate resources for collaboration, minimizing turf issues, engaging in serious pre-planning. Figure 9.4 factors that affect successful interagency collaborations commitment. Involves mutual trust and a shared sense of responsibility for the goals and visions of the collaboration. Suggestions for fostering and nurturing interagency commitment included maintaining a focus on the potentially positive outcomes and using compromise well. For example, compromise when possible and identifying clearly those areas in which compromise is not possible. Four factors that affect successful interagency collaborations, communication. Was cited most frequently as a means of overcoming collaboration barriers. Suggestions for enhancing communication focus on proactive strategies such as ensuring frequent use of open communication lines, including written informational updates, regular meetings, phone calls, and email messages. Informal links to promote personal connections were also advised. Four factors that affect successful interagency collaborations, understanding the culture of collaborating agencies. Involves understanding the rules, value, structure, and communication systems of one's own as well as those of the collaborating agency. Findings indicated that by understanding another agency as a culture, uh, individuals were less likely to find fault with cultural elements and more likely to search for solutions that were sensitive to the cultures of the involved agencies. Suggestions highlighted um, learning about the mission, priorities, technical vocabulary, and common terms of the agencies involved and understanding the regulatory context in which they operate. Four factors that affect successful interagency collaborations, providing adequate resources for collaboration. Consider fundamental to supporting individuals who work to establish and maintain an interagency collaboration. Suggestions emphasize the need to provide time and additional resources, even if it required finding additional funding, so that the challenges of collaboration were not uh, an add-on onto already full professional workload. Figure 9.4 factors that affect successful interagency collaborations minimizing turf issues. Occurs by recognizing their inevitability, anticipating these issues and developing plans to address them as they arise. Suggestions include emphasizing and disseminating examples of positive outcomes of similar collaborations and developing a system of incentives and consequences for individuals involved.
figure 9.4 factors that affect successful interagency collaborations engaging in serious pre-planning is needed to establish a foundation for successful collaboration. Suggestions for planning were to establish a steering committee to articulate goals and anticipated outcomes and identify problems, issues, and cultural influences of collaborating agencies.